the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of almighty god our heavenly father but confess them with a humble lowly penitent and obedient heart to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy and although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before god yet ought we most chiefly so to do when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands to set forth his most worthy praise to hear his most holy word and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul wherefore i pray and beseech you as many as are here present to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace saying after me almighty and most merciful father we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep we have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts we have offended against thy holy laws we have left undone those things which we ought to have done and we have done those things which we ought not to have done and there is no health in us but thou o lord have mercy upon us miserable offenders spare thou them o god which confess their faults restore thou them that are penitent according to thy promises declared unto mankind in christ jesus our lord and grant o most merciful father for his sake that we may hereafter live a godly righteous and sober life to the glory of thy holy name amen almighty god the father of our lord jesus christ who desireth not the death of a sinner but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live and hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people being penitent the absolution and remission of their sins he pardoneth and absolveth all them that truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel wherefore let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his holy spirit that those things may please him which we do at this present and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy through jesus christ our lord amen our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory for ever and ever 
Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And
Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the book of Exodus. And afterwards Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence, or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labour therein, and let them not regard vain words. And the taskmasters of the people went out, and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye, get you straw where ye can find it, yet not aught of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily tasks, as when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, Wherefore have ye not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today, as heretofore? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore dealest thou thus with thy servants? There is no straw given unto thy servants. And they say to us, Make brick, and behold, thy servants are beaten, but the fault is in thine own people. But he said, Ye are idle, ye are idle. Therefore ye say, Let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. Go therefore now and work, for there shall no straw be given you, yet shall ye deliver the tale of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case, after it was said, Ye shall not minish aught from your bricks of your daily task. And they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way, as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because ye have made our savour to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to slay us. And Moses returned unto the Lord, and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. 
Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. Here ended the first lesson.
Here beginneth the 16th verse of the 10th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents, and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men, for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Here endeth the second lesson. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you.
forgettest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all them that are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, we humbly beseech thee to bless our Sovereign Lady, Queen Elizabeth, and all who are set in authority under her, that they may order all things in wisdom, righteousness, and peace, to the honour of thy holy name and the good of thy church and people, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. God save our gracious Sovereign and all the members of the Royal Family. Amen. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in time of need, we fly unto thee for succour in behalf of thy servant, Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, lying now under thy hand on the bed of sickness. Comfort him with thy salvation. Support him with thy Holy Spirit. Enable him to bear whatsoever thou shalt lay upon him, with patience and resignation to thy will. Give a blessing to the means used for his recovery. Restore him to his former health in thy good time, and continue him long 
with Her Majesty to be the blessed instruments of advancing thy glory and establishing righteousness and peace in these kingdoms. So we that art thy people and the sheep of thy pasture shall give thee thanks for ever, and will always be showing forth thy praise from generation to generation, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In peace and in love, let us pray together. Amen. Eternal Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, was in the fullness of his power most gentle, and in his greatness most humble, Bestow his mind and spirit upon us, who have no cause for pride, but clothed in true humility, we may be exalted in true greatness. This we ask through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord God, by whose inspiration thy servant Rahir followed the example of thy beloved Son, and was obedient to thy commandments. Bestow thy rich blessing upon this, our priory church of St. Bartholomew the Great, and upon our sister foundation, St. Bartholomew's Hospital. May we, in all things, serve thee with a faith like unto his, and whether in proclaiming the gospel or ministering to the sick and the dying, Show forth thy mercy and thy love, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Almighty God, kindle, we beseech thee, in every heart the true love of peace, and guide with thy wisdom those who take counsel for the nations of the earth, that in tranquility, Thy dominion may increase till the earth is filled with the knowledge of thy love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray to thee, O compassionate Lord, and ask thee to guard us in peril, to direct us in doubt, and to save us from falling into sin from the evil that is around us and within us, graciously deliver us. Make the path of duty plain before us, and keep us in it even unto the end, for the sake of thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of thy Holy Ghost, be with us all evermore. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing make you afraid. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is lacking to the one who has God. God alone is enough. These are words from a meditation entitled St. Teresa's Bookmark. They are words that many people find both comforting and reassuring, especially in times of trouble, in times of suffering or persecution, such as the type of scenarios Jesus directs towards his disciples in our second reading tonight. This brief meditation presents to us the gift of holy patience, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Whether it's waiting for race relations to evolve in society so that all can live in a safer world, or waiting for lockdown restrictions to ease enough for us to hug our loved ones again, whether it's in the face of illness or longing to find that special someone to share your life with, patience, like all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, has the potential to feel like an extremely heavy burden to bear. St. Teresa of Avila's story as a Carmelite nun forced her to nurture holy patience throughout her life. Nowadays, she's renowned as a theologian, a reformer of her religious order, and she's remembered as the spiritual advisor to the great medieval Spanish mystic, St. John of the Cross. But St. Teresa's ministry was not always well received in the community that she loved so much, quite the opposite, in fact. Her religious sisters didn't often approve of many of the reforms that she so often called for, and they were quite happy to express their dislike of them by banishing her from the convents that she herself had established. It is said that on one occasion, she was turned out in the middle of the night in the middle of a rainstorm. Dressed from head to toe in her coarse wool habit, she got into her donkey cart and was riding alone when its wheels hit a ditch and the cart flipped over, dumping Teresa into the mud. Lying there, in her mud-drenched woolen habit, she looked up to heaven and is reported to have sighed, Lord, if this is the way you treat your friends, it's no wonder there aren't many of us. But as disheartened as she was, Teresa clung to God in the dark times of her life. She kept on teaching what she believed to be the truth, and eventually her patience bore the fruits that she prayed for. Her desire in her life and service was not to be always right, but to be faithful, and God rewarded her faith and answered her prayers. Lent is quite rightly and commonly known as the season of penitence and preparation, but maybe it should also be known as the great season of patience, for patience is at the heart of Christian discipleship and that of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. Christ endured persecution and suffering and hardship 
embodying the triumph of God over evil, while waiting upon God to act in our world through his very death, resurrection, and his glorious ascension. And patience is grounded ultimately in our faith, in the righteousness, grace, and mercy of God. It's not a passive, hopeless resignation that says nothing can be done about the situations that we find ourselves in. Hence why so many people feel moved and motivated to protest and campaign, to be activists and politicians and reformers. But nor does it demand of us to be the masters of our own destinies, always taking things into our own hands. Rather, holy patience stems from an understanding, a belief and trust that it is the God who loves us, the very one who is love incarnate himself, who makes all things right on earth and in heaven, through the sorrows and heartaches that we experience, in God's own ways and in God's own timing. And we are called to be patient because the God that we serve is patient. God is patient with us in his unfathomable grace and mercy. We're reminded of that, I'm sure, every time we utter the prayers of penitence together. But God's patience sometimes comes in mysterious ways. Ways that can often bring more questions than answers. Ways that make us cry out at times and despair at times. The patience of God doesn't always reveal to, reveal to us how long our trials will last, nor why things happen, or where reason can be found in our situations. Rather, our trials and tribulations often require us to put our money where our mouth is and put faith and trust in the God who we claim is infinitely faithful and infinitely trustworthy. In our Gospel reading from St. Matthew tonight, Jesus warns his disciples that he is sending them forth as sheep in the midst of wolves and warned them of the harm and the persecution that they were about to face for his sake while establishing his church on earth. You will be flogged in the synagogues, he says, and will be dragged before governors and kings because of me. But the warning he gave them that day is intended to strengthen us and empower us. It's intended to teach both them and us to respond to our hardships and our troubles with the patience that God bestows upon us in his Holy Spirit. To trust not in our own power or might, but in God's righteous and mysterious outcomes. For when we patiently and prayerfully strive to be godlike, when we long to speak and live and act like our divine teacher, when we give people the chance to do what is right, the Holy Spirit steps in at those decisive moments and miracles can happen. For Jesus tells his disciples in confidence, when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. When persecution or suffering or sorrow 
lie heavy on our shoulders, whatever those sorrows may be. We may sometimes want to strike out at others from the darkness of our own anger or fear or insecurity. We may at times be tempted to take our problems into our own hands and seek our own solutions by word or deed. But when we react in these ways, as instinctual and as understandable as they may be, deep down we know that intrinsically self-seeking responses will never bring us peace or comfort or hope. And they certainly won't bring peace or comfort or hope to others. They don't aid us in reconciling conflict or healing our wounds. Instead, the prophet Micah writes that God continually prompts us to love justice, to act mercifully, and to walk humbly before our God. So when the enormity of the world's sorrows lie heavy on our shoulders, let us turn to God with the truth that's in our hearts, whatever that truth may be, all our emotions and our thoughts, all our grumblings and sadness, and confide them to God in prayer. For God's promise is that he protects us and he shields us. God surrounds us and God is with us always. That will never change. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing make you afraid. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is lacking to the one who has God. God alone is enough.
Thank you for joining us for Choral Evensong this evening on the third Sunday of Lent. And a particular welcome if you're joining us online for the first time. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed this service. And if you'd like to see other services or find out more about our congregation and our community, then please do explore our website and our social media channels, Facebook and YouTube, etc. I wish you a blessed and a holy Lent um, this season, and if you are looking for resources um, throughout Lent, then we have a couple of things. Um, first of all, we have Lent Reflections, which are being published on our website and on Facebook and YouTube every Monday, um, and they are every week when a member of our clergy team will give a reflection, including a piece of art. Um, a short reflection and a piece of music from our choir um, and that will all be based around the gospel from the previous Sunday um, so please do look at those there's two up online already and the third will be coming out tomorrow our Lent appeal within the parish this year is for Redemption Roasters uh, Redemption Roasters is the world's first prison-based coffee roasters um, and they were set up in order to help um, alleviate reoffending after people had been in prison. Um, so at um, Her Majesty's Prison the Mount there is a roastery and then there's seven or eight different coffee shops around London. Um, the closest to us here at Great St Barts is just on Long Lane um, where a few of us regularly get our morning coffee. So our Lent appeal is for those. Uh, any money raised will be going towards their hardship fund um, they have a course that they put um, offenders through if they're interested and then when they graduate from that the hardship fund helps them with housing costs with provisions and um, with helping them to get on the employment um, ladder and such like so any money that you are able to give then we would be greatly appreciative of that and that will be going towards redemption roasters and the good work that they're doing again look on our social media channels for more information about that um, or their websites easily found on Google. And talking about money and finances, um, as we do every week, um, we must appeal to you to uh, contribute to our parish and our congregation if you can. Um, whatever you can give, however small or large, any donations towards our work and our ministry here at Great St Bartholomew's and Bart's the Less across the road um, we would be very, very grateful for that to keep our ministry and our work and our mission going in West Smithfield um, and through online services across the world. So if you can give, then please do so. Links for doing that will be found on the social media channels that you're on. I think that's all for me um, regarding notices, so please now bow your heads for God's blessing. The peace of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.